Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Jim DeRogeris, and he is with Celebrity School. Welcome. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Celebrity. How are you serving folks? Yeah, Celebrity is uh, uh, in the preschool business. We uh, offer high-quality uh, child care to children six uh, years old to six weeks old. And, and also, we have a really great before and after school program for children up to 12. And um, what drew you to this brand? Uh, what got you excited about joining? Uh, the, the, the ownership, uh, Richie Huffman, uh, he's, he's just incredibly passionate about what he does. Um, he is a true uh, preschool operator compared to a, a franchisor. You know, that's his business. Uh, we're using franchising as the conduit to present this opportunity to other families. Um, but if you spend a little bit of time around here and, and the other folks in the organization and start to understand the culture, it's just a it's a system you want to be part of. Now, uh, talk about the culture, because you've been in franchising for a minute in a variety of uh, places prior to this. Why is culture so important to you? I think everybody wants to get up in the morning and, and really love what they're doing and love the people uh, that they work with. And I was fortunate enough to be, you know, I don't want to say overly selective, but I had some opportunities. And once I got to really understand Richie and, and some of the other team members, um, it was a perfect fit for me. It's, it's the drive. It's the motivation to to always put uh, what's in the best interest of the parents and the children and the franchisees first before what's in the best interest of us. And, uh, and that's something I can really wrap myself around and want to be part of. And was, was it the fact that um, this organization is entering franchising for the first time and you're going to really get your uh, opportunity to put your stamp on things? Yeah. You know, you take all of those uh things you've learned and, and mistakes you've made over the years and from some very large companies that I've had, a, a, you know, the opportunity to work for and, and to bring that here and, and help execute on, on what the vision is. Uh, it's just, it's, it's exciting every day. And to have an opportunity to put, you know, my, my fingerprint on that is, uh, is really cool. Now, um, I, I think that people don't, uh, put enough emphasis on the culture. And to me, culture is one of those things, if you're not being mindful about it, and if you're not really intentional, a culture is going to form either way. Um, so you might as well put some energy and resources and systems around a good culture. Is there anything specific, any like tangible thing that to you kind of uh, epitomizes the culture? Yeah, you'll, you'll see if you uh, walk through our support center here, we have a sign uh, on the wall that says we grow people big and small. And and the big part of that is is us, is the team members. And the amount of effort that this company puts into career paths and understanding what you want to achieve, not only professionally, but personally. 
and taking the time to meet with you and create a plan and a pathway to achieve that. Um, it's more than just, uh, I hate to use the word lip service, but uh, it's way more than that. It's, it's, it's actually real here. So when you, when you read Uyghur people, uh, big and small, that, that big part is, is something that we execute on every day. And then that kind of attitude, um, it, it doesn't matter. Like you said, it, it, whether it's the child or the franchisee, you're, you're looking for a certain type of person to help them kind of get to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think one of the neat things, Lee, that I've learned over the past uh, year and a couple months is this translates into your home life as well. So when you're experiencing that type of environment during the course of a, you know, eight to 10 hour day, you tend to take home uh, the good and the bad of what happens during that day. And when so much of it is good and positive, it really affects your life outside of, you know, the walls that we sit in for, for the majority of our time. Now, um, can you talk about how you guys dealt with the pandemic? Because that's a stressor on any organization's uh, um, kind of the, the unique challenges that that brought on. Did having such a strong culture help you weather that storm? Yeah, 100%. There was one meeting and, and that was it. And, and this is a company that um, is decisive. And, and the decision was made immediately that we were not going to close our schools. Uh, we knew that we had to limit capacity based on state regulations so we could uh, serve only essential personnel. So healthcare workers, policemen, firemen, uh, those folks that couldn't go and work from a home office needed a high quality place to bring their children. Uh, so we made the decision immediately to stay open. And what that really grew into was being a leader throughout the pandemic. Uh, and again, this goes right to the culture. We took that outside of our own organization. We hosted uh, video calls with our uh, competitors and we shared best practices and what we've learned along the way. And a lot of the folks who attended those video calls, their schools weren't open, but what they were learning from us was, what can we start doing now to prepare to reopen, to serve the children and help the moms and dads out there? Um, so we took a, a situation that nobody was prepared for, uh, <clears throat> embraced it, if you will, uh, learned from it, and really drove this industry on, on best practices, not only during it, but as we continue to transition out of it. Now, tell us a little bit about the backstory of Celebrity. Was this something that was developed as kind of a mom and pop that, you know, had a concept that caught on, or was it built to always franchise? No, uh, we just started franchising in the spring of 2019. Uh, Richie uh, Huffman, the owner, started his first school here in Maryland in 1994. Um, his mom was in the preschool business and still is. And he had an opportunity to open his first school. Um, 27 years and 26 schools later, uh, he decided it was time to share what he's learned and his passion with others. And when I mentioned earlier, we're really in the preschool business, not the franchise business. I think that's why, because Richie grew up um, running these schools and operating and growing and really perfecting processes. And he wanted to share that. I mean, that's that's the type of human being he is. Uh, so when he decided to, to offer this up as a as a franchise concept, um, 
it, it was just perfect. It, it, it was the right time. Um, and he has the right experience and he's been bringing great people around him to help execute. Now, what does that ideal uh, franchisee prospect look like? Are they from education? Are they, you know, former teachers or former educators? Or are, there, are these more kind of professional franchisees that are looking to add a complementary brand to maybe some existing brand that they already have? Yeah, a little, a little bit of everything there, Lee. We have a few franchisees with educational backgrounds, but it is absolutely not necessary to be successful in this industry. We have great training um, so the majority of our, our franchisees are corporate America who are looking for a career change. Um, you know, they want to get out of doing what they've done for 20 years and, and be in business for themselves, but be part of a great model that not only has a, a really great return on your investment, but also gives back to the community. And then the other segment there are franchisees of other brands who are looking to diversify. Um, and this is a, a great way for them to expand their portfolio as well. So now for you and your mission to uh, kind of grow the brand and grow the franchise system, what um, are you looking to do in order to do that? Are you focusing on regions? Is it kind of a blank, uh, you know, is the country kind of a blank sheet of paper at this point and you're just like taking anybody from anywhere? Like what's the strategy on growth? Yeah, I think we're, you know, we've really adopted the reasonable and responsible growth plan. Um, you know, we're not owned by private equity, so we get to make our own rules in that sense. Uh, so we're targeting right now Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, New York, up to, up to Boston, uh, south through Virginia, into the Carolinas, and out west uh, into Ohio. Um, you know, we'll go in other markets. We, we just brought a great family in from Dallas, Texas, um, but we want to be responsible about it. We want to bring the right like-minded franchisees into the system who, who see this opportunity to be early adopters and, and help us grow the brand uh, so we can do this together, not just, you know, sitting here in Maryland. Now, talk a little bit. You, you brought this up, the difference between uh, not being backed by private equity. Could you explain to the listener... Um, not that that's a deal breaker in either direction, but but the difference between brands that have maybe private equity backing as opposed to those who don't. Sure, and I, I wouldn't say it was a, a deal breaker. I've worked with uh, worked for some great private equity firms, but I think the biggest difference, Lee, is you know we set our goals here, and and we set aggressive goals, but achievable goals. But we can make a decision that's in the best interest for the, the long-term health of the company. And if we miss a goal or two, that's okay. We're doing it for the right reasons, where in some situations when you're owned by private equity, there's so much pressure to meet the goal that you may make not the best decisions along the way just to meet that goal. And, and I think that puts people in an, in an awkward situation um, and, and we don't experience that here. So it's very refreshing. So now, um, can you talk a little bit about maybe a rewarding moment that you've had since you've joined Celebrity? I mean, I would imagine kind of navigating the the pandemic for a year plus uh, is one of those. But has anything occurred for you that uh, left a mark? You know, there, there's there's been little things along the way. I don't know if, uh, Lee, there's been one sort of moment that's been rewarding. 
Um, starting my career here and being quarantined about 60 days later was, was something very unique. Um, I think the way the team pulled together uh, during 2020 and just, we just had a, an, an attitude that we're going to do what's in the best interest of our families. And we're not going to use this as an excuse to just sort of step back into the shadows. And, you know, so maybe that's a long-winded way of saying, you know, that's pretty rewarding when you see a group of people come together. And I was fairly new to the company and some of these folks have been here for 15, 20 years. So to, so to see that camaraderie and to be brought into it is, uh, is a pretty rewarding uh, feeling for sure. Can you talk a little bit about any kind of trends that you're seeing in this early um, childhood education franchising uh, niche? Is there some things that you're seeing in the future that you'll, you think there'll be more of maybe that because of COVID that's left a mark that um, maybe things are going to be done a little differently than they were previously? Yeah, I think, you know, some of the, uh, some of the new policies that we adopted for um, cleanliness were, were what we did pretty much every day, Lee. We, we, we just enhanced it a little bit. I think the opportunity right now is, uh, unfortunately, some other industries won't reopen their doors, which creates a, a real good real estate opportunity for us. So uh, finding locations uh, is, is a bit easier than it's been in the past. Uh, landlords, I think, have uh, shined a new light on childcare as uh, a, a tenant that they really want after we've experienced the last you know, 12 uh, months or so. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of positives on, on that side of it. And for the moms and dads, I, I believe the numbers were pre-pandemic you know, there was one open seat for every, you know, four children. And I think it's one open seat now in a classroom for it's either nine or 11 children. So there's an incredible amount of demand there right now. Um, so a really opportune time to to be in high quality uh, preschool. Now, is the demand, is that a historic level of demand? That seems pretty high. It's pretty high. I, 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 I don't want to say historic because I don't want to be wrong with the facts, but it's it's the highest number I've heard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy right now. And that's a great opportunity for potential franchisees. Um, if there's somebody that's interested in the, and they're in the regions that you mentioned earlier, uh, what is the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is to just call my cell phone at 443-391-6533. Uh, we have an incredibly, um, uh, easy access leadership team here. So yeah, I would say give me a call and, and let's get the discussion started. And then is there a website for the franchise or I mean, is it the same website for the consumer as the franchisee or potential yes. franchisee? Celebrity.com slash franchising. And that's C-E-L-E-B-R-E-E.com? That is correct. Well, Jim, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. I appreciate it, Lee. Thank you for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.